praise God. I, I have to acknowledge I am excited about 2023. You know, in, uh, in my Spanish class on uh, Wednesday nights, I have people from all over the world in that class, Australia, Japan, different countries. For, for me, it's 6 o'clock in the evening. For some people, it's 9 in the morning. Some people in that class are actually from the future. Like we have it on Wednesday night and they're into Thursday. We have people from the future in there. But, but it's really fun and I always open up the class by asking people to create their own greeting for the class and then I'll have them, do I need to do something with this? Okay, thank it's you. On. It's on. Okay. See, she doesn't even have to say anything now. I can tell when I'm in trouble, she scoots up in church. <laughs> but I always have them, you know, greet everybody, and then, and then I'll, 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 have, I'll create a sentence in English, but they have to say it in Spanish. And this, this last week, it was, uh, what I'm looking forward to in 2023 is, and then they fill in the blank, but they have to do it in Spanish, and, and we kind of go through that together. And I found that as I started to do that, create the, created for me, I, I sensed an excitement in my spirit about this year. You know, we have lived through some crazy things. A pandemic, unlike anything I've ever experienced, and I talked to my aunt who was in her 90s, and she said she's never experienced anything like that too. We... <laughs> We got kicked out of our church for 19 Sundays. I mean, isn't that crazy when you think about it? But, you know, here we are, ready to launch into a new year. And I, I sense something in my spirit that God is going to do. And, and I, he just whispered to me a few, uh, while we were worshiping, and he said, some of the things that you've been dreaming about, you're going to see happen this year. And as I, as I thought about that, I, I thought, well, is that just you speaking to me or is that God speaking to us as a church? And I felt like the Lord said, no, I'm talking to everybody. Some of the things that you've dreamed about and maybe even let go of because they, they seem so remote from happening, those things are going to happen this year. I, I just feel a confidence when I say that. God is going to cause some of the things that you've been dreaming about and hoping. See, hope has to do with the future. Hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith gives substance to what we hope for and creates a track to run on, to, to, to see God do what he desires to do in our lives. So praise the Lord. I, I want to talk a little bit today about missions. Um, I've had this conviction since I was uh, maybe three months after becoming a believer, this conviction about tithing. You know, it's like God spoke to me about it and said, I want you to honor me with, with the 10% of what I give you. And, and, and as you do that, you're going to see me move in your life. And uh, so when this, this church was birthed, 
my wife and I and the board, we felt like, well, tithing is not just for uh, us, but it's also for our church. And so we've had this desire to, to, to tithe 10% of what comes into the church into missions or into organizations that are doing good things, both locally and, and around the world. And um, we've done that since our inception as a church. And, and see, by partnering financially uh, with, with active missionaries and, and missions organizations, we can reach our, our community, but also reach out way beyond our community into parts of the world. And, and see, being involved and in, in, in supporting the mission of the kingdom has always been a big part of our DNA as a church. And so today we have some short videos, uh, letters, photos uh, from a few of, the, of our missionaries and, and, and the missions organizations that we partner with. And, and I, I, want you to I want to encourage you to check out the websites also of these organizations that we will be looking at. So the first one I want to look at, and I do have a slide for this, is Good Samaritan Ministries. And... Uh, how many are familiar with Good Samaritan Ministries? It's a great organization trying to provide care and help for people, and they do it absolutely free. They're, they, they have no paid staff. Every single person is a volunteer. And so this is a note from Kathy Scott, the director of Good Samaritan Ministries. We've known her for many, many years. Dear Grace Church family, it is indeed a joy to share with you an update from Good Samaritan Ministries. First, let me thank you for your support from which we have benefited not only financially, but in prayers as well. Gradually, the office has returned to in-person counseling and classes. However, we learned a lot about technology along the way, and Zoom has become our friend. We are now able to reach people uh, out of the local area with our classes and meetings, even internationally. We also use a HIPAA-approved method of online counseling connecting called uh, DoxyMe. In 2021, we were able to connect with 188 people for counseling and logged over 3,400 volunteer hours. The backbone of GSM, Good Samaritan Ministries, is our lay counselor training program which was on hold but now has 15 people in the various levels of training. These Samaritans will go forward equipped to serve in whatever area God leads, whether it be in their, their, their own local church, the coffee shop, around the kitchen table, their place of employment, or even in our office. In addition, we are able to offer classes, i.e. boundaries, uh, changes that heal, and healing the child within, as well as men's, uh, men's support group. None of our staff is paid, and we do not charge for our services. That makes us truly a faith-based, donation-funded nonprofit. Internationally, we support GSM centers in Nigeria and Uganda. This past year, we assisted with supplying food banks in both Port Harcourt and Lagos, uh, Nigeria, Moreover, just this month, two of our local staff participated in an international conference in Uganda where over 30 international leaders and centers were represented. Your support has helped make this 
And, and more possible, we are grateful. Blessings. Kathy Scott, director. So, um, Good Samaritan Ministries is something that we sow into every month, and we've done that for a number of years. Now, the, the next one I want to talk about is uh, Dee and Sandy Owens. Um, I think most of you may know Dee and Sandy. I tried to find a, a, a picture of them, and this is the only one I could find. They're in some kind of a, I don't know what it is, but I, I got a close-up of them. And um, I, I, I just want to read through a, a note that she sent me, and there will be some pictures with this also. To sum up, 25-plus years of mission work, we have ministered the word of the Lord in, in 10 nations. Now, it's funny because we actually took Dee and Sandy on their very first mission trip. It was years ago. We flew into El Paso and crossed the border into Juarez. And that was where we ministered for a time. And it actually launched them into a, well, obviously, a, a heart for the nations. However, for the nations of Fiji, Philippines, and Uganda, we have been given an entrustment to bring relief and refreshing. So we have different work uh, that includes shipping Bibles, books, food, and needs like blankets, clothes, and shoes to Fiji and Philippines. For Africa, we continue to work with missionaries who live there by sending supplies with those who go. Both uh, Fiji and the Philippines, and I think it's the next slide, have suffered years of storms with floods or, or high winds that currently uh, have need of rebuilding. Go ahead and go to the next one. They've experienced incredible flooding. And, and you know, I don't think we have any idea, us here, geographically here, the, the damage uh, or what, what a flood does when it, when it encompasses a whole area. Now, the next picture, um, all the pastors lost their Bibles in their, their recent flood. So we sent some full-size Bibles, two cases of New Testaments for leadership, along with some really nice paperback, large print Bibles for 99 cents each to reach more people till we can send more. And go to the next picture. This just shows some of the pictures of them ministering. In fact, let me give you a little more of the details of that. That, that particular one is a new church starting, and it was their first evening service. Go to the next one. Saturday, uh, community outreach, almost 200 children came to this, and almost all of the kids gave their life to Jesus during that event. And, and go to the next pictures. Most of the time, a, a tiny meal is served after each service, like a, a Dixie cup of soup or rice. One time they showed, they showed uh, or they had broth, oh, they showed me broth with a sardine-sized fish cut in thirds. Each cup either had the head, middle, or the tail only of the sardine, but they were grateful. Uh, go ahead and, and uh, th there's a video that I, that I want to show. Now, uh, th this is a very poor quality video in the sense that it's, uh, well, it's just poor quality. But this was a youth night in the Philippines, and these people were really hungry for, for more of God and to know him. Well, will it play? There it is.
<laughs> One favorite moment, uh, they wrote, we were speaking in an old basketball court. The children came happy and enjoyed singing to Jesus with their hand motions. I shared uh, a little briefly because there were so many young children. After the service, a grandma came up to me crying and asking for prayer. Her whole life, or I'm sorry, a, a grandpa, in his whole life, he had never heard or knew about Jesus and wanted to give his life to the Savior. We, we have seen many give their lives to Jesus in every country. In Uganda, our school, one school sent our material, uh, one, one school that they sent their material to started a new school in Burundi. Uh, something like 452 children gave their life to Jesus that first year. Um, also, they, they have... Sandy develops all kinds of materials. I think I've got a photo of just some of her materials that, that she sends out. Is there a photo like that? Of, of, yeah, that's it. Um, th this pic, uh, pic shows a few of the book, booklets uh, we send to help them present the goodness of God as they learn. They will share daily in chapel from uh, these that or from these booklets that God is almighty, God is our creator, always good, our, and he's the source of our peace. In Sudan, after rebels came through and killed people from the, uh, killed people from the border, many ran for their life to the Ugandan border, where we have work with the ref refuge camp. Our books were given after the, uh, the homes were tarped. We were told that even 17-year-olds who have never had a chance to read will learn how to read from the material we gave. Now the last picture is, is uh, it, has, it shows D sitting there uh, and, it's, and, they, and because D is never in any of the pictures because he takes the pictures. But this one uh, has him beside Stephanie, our oldest daughter in a small village church uh, from their most recent trip to the Philippines. We send our love and gratitude for all the prayers and support. Thank you, and may God continue to bless you in, in a great and special way with love, Dee and Sandy. Praise God. So we also in, in support embracing orphans, and we, we had Carl just share a video, or create a video uh, to just kind of present that to us. I'll let that play next. Largest focus currently is families. The Taylor family, who we've hired as missionaries, lead all of the outreach to families. Uh, that's to the Linton family and the Lynch family and the Allen family and the McGee family and all of these families primarily that live in the community that the Taylor family, our missionaries, are from. The Taylors have three kids, David, Danelia, and JT, and they're a great example for other families of how to raise up a godly family. They help them with counseling between parents, uh, in, in some cases reconciliation between parents and kids, uh, helping kids learn how to do chores and to take care of a home, Bible study for families, and then in many cases housing and food and medical and other things that a family might need who's poor and struggling to stay together. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Proverbs 22.6. We call that program FLEX, which is the father's love experienced, 
but it's also just our family outreach and ministry to families that are hurting and broken. In addition to Flex that the Taylors run, they also oversee Rebuild. Well, Rebuild is a program that many of you might have known for years, where we were building small homes for about 7,000 so families could stay together. We've realized that they aren't able to pass those on to their children afterwards. So in order to make a real generational change, we need to make concrete homes. That means they're gonna be larger, more expensive, but they're able to last for 100 years, except for maybe the roof. Those $24,000 homes are what we've begun building. And we've already built one and we're almost finished with the second one for families that the Taylors are working with through Flex, this family outreach. So we're building homes for these families that are in need, that are in poverty, to keep them together, to keep their families functional, so that their kids don't enter state care, so that their kids are less likely to be abused or neglected. In addition to that, we have young adults that are still leaving state care in Jamaica that maybe they just don't have what they need for scholarship for college, or if there's a medical situation, they definitely don't have an intervention for that. We'll cover the needs for young adults that are leaving state care that we've known through the years from leaving other children's homes. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me, Psalm 27.10. We still do team service trips, but during COVID, we weren't doing any. Uh, we'd take one or two people at max. We're probably going to start team service trips up again this spring. So we'll be bringing groups with us, but that'll even look a little bit different. On the ground, we're going to try to have Kyle and Onelia lead as much as possible. And a lot of it will be with home visits, spending time with families and encouraging them in their walk with Christ and in their raising of their kids. Uh, that's what we're building right now within Jamaica. Some of the things we've done in order to do that better, this last year we bought a new vehicle so the Taylors are able to get around their community and visit these families even better. And that's because families donated towards us having that vehicle. We're hopeful that in time we'll also have a larger home for the Taylors so that they can entertain families and kind of coach them as how to be families within their house. Currently the Taylors' small apartment is very, very small and really can't take anyone into the space. Each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Ephesians 5, 33. We're also looking at what else Embracing Orphans has in this next year or two years to come outside of Jamaica. We've started partnering and being a friend to another ministry that works in Manila with children who are in need of hospice care or palliative care, end of life care because they have cancer. So these children that are under medical neglect, we are trying to care for them and their families alongside another ministry. Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the poor and the oppressed. Psalm 82.3. We're also looking at a ministry that's in southeastern India, as well as in rural Kenya, that are in need of help with the orphans that they care for and the programs that they're running. We love your prayers. We're thankful for them. We're thankful for your financial assistance. And we're thankful for you caring about what Embracing Orphans is up to now. Uh, please continue to pray for the Taylors, for Embracing Orphans, for families in Jamaica, and for what's next. One person that we began to support this year um, is Mitchell Walling. And of course, Mitchell's like a son of this house, uh, came, came to Grace when we were uh, 
meeting in the old building, and he was going to Walla Walla uh, University at the time. And God just exploded something in his heart. In fact, when we were in Mexico in March, he actually shared the event that happened. He was in a fire starters class, and, and God just did something in his heart that he launched him into a, a, a season of, of he, he, after he graduated from Walla Walla University with a, a, a bachelor or maybe a master's in something to do with the piano, he went to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry and was there for two years and third year as an intern with Chris Overstreet. But he, he's traveling the nations. And when he and I were in Mexico this last year, did I say this year? A while back? Yeah, I, I, yeah. You're thinking, when could that have happened? It's only been this year for a few hours. Uh, <clears throat> But see, I'm from the future. Um, we had such a great time. And we, we led the, the, the guy that was, uh, the hotel we stayed at in Mexico City, we, we led the ga ga guy and two gals to the Lord that were running the place. And it was just an amazing time of God healing people. The, the greatest challenge was we would be out on the streets talking to people and we'd pray for them, and they'd get healed and different things, but there was a communication breakdown. This is why I'm so hard after Spanish. Uh, because, you know, you, you'd pray for somebody, they'd get healed, and then I, I'm, I'm trying to say just the simplest thing in Spanish and struggling. And uh, <clears throat> so we'd have our phone, and we'd say stuff and show them. And they'd do the same thing and show us, and we're trying to have this conversation through a telephone. But anyway, the next video I want you to see is, is Mitchell sharing. And I think he actually recorded this in another country. Is that correct, babe? Yes. From Malaysia. Right now, I'm on a ministry trip. Been here a couple weeks. But I just want to take some time and send this video to you guys. And really just thank you for your love and your support in my walk with Jesus and in what God is doing through my life. Um, you guys have been just incredible family to me, incredible support over the past 10 years. And uh, I just wanted to thank you for that and give you an update of what God's done this past year and kind of what I'm looking forward to, the vision in the coming year. Um, so I just want to share two quick testimonies with you guys that I believe will really encourage you and also share the heart of what I've seen God do this past year in different places. And um, so the first one, I was in uh, I was in October. I was in Michigan and Wisconsin. We went to uh, we went to a church and did a small little conference there. It was a it was a it was a smaller community, um, and they loved the Lord but had never really seen a move of the kingdom, had never experienced the kingdom, or really seen a move of the Spirit. And so I went with some some friends from church, and we we held this conference. We taught on the prophetic, we taught on um, on healing, on just the presence of God, and we we had worship nights and. And, and encounter times, different things. And the Holy Spirit just blew through that place and, and, and touched, touched the congregation in a way they had never experienced before. The first night, um, we, we ministered in healing and a lady had two tumors in her, uh, two cancerous tumors in her throat. God touched her, she got delivered and the tumors disappeared, she couldn't find them. And that just kind of blew open the door and people were like, wow, like 
God's here, God's moving. Um, we saw five different growths disappear and people were getting filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Um, there, was a, there was a marriage that was, that was um, being restored. There's just some, comp- just some things in the marriage and God was, uh, God was bringing the couple back together. And uh, it was just healing after healing was happening, both physically and emotionally. And I remember the last night, um, it was Saturday night, the pastor came to me, um, the pastor of the church, and he's just crying. And he said, I've never experienced anything like this. He said, during worship, the Lord spoke to me. And um, he had an encounter with the Father. And for the first time was feeling the, the love of the Father, the rest of God. And he was just weeping and crying and said, listen, I want you to come to my church and share this tomorrow. And so um, he comes and he shares his testimony with the church. And then we were able to share uh, we just I sh- shared on the Father. We shared on the Holy Spirit, on intimacy with God. And God just blew through that place so powerfully. We had miracle after miracle, people getting delivered. We had one man, um, he was blind, legally blind in his left eye for over 40 years. And we prayed for him. God restored his sight. He was able to see. And we had, uh, we had, we had uh, kids that weren't believing even in, in God. We had several youth in that service that were just kind of rebelling against church. God touched them, healed them. And uh, one, one girl even gave her life to Jesus. It was just, it was story after story of God moving. And the, the pastors came and said, we, we want you to come back. We've never seen God move like this. And they, they, they experienced a genuine move of the Spirit in that place. And as we left, we just, it was like we keep, kept getting testimony after testimony. And I want to share that because that's really, uh, that's the heart of, of the move of God I've seen over the past years. People, God is refreshing His bride. God is refreshing His people. And He's bringing a renewing to the church so that we can be who we're called to be. And I just want to share one more story. Um, this is, just happened when I was in Singapore. It's right next to Malaysia. And this is the heart of what I'm going after. So um, between one of the services, um, there was a woman in the church who had a husband. And uh, he's a wealthy, uh, successful businessman. And he, uh, he, didn't, he didn't know the Lord and was actually against going to church and against going to God. Um, but he was open to prayer. So we go to his house. And he, he had chronic back problems. They wanted to do surgery on his back for some pinched nerves, damaged discs, and some popping in the knees. And so we just start talking with him. And I say, hey, can I just, can I pray for you, sir? And I lay my hand on him. And after I'm done praying, I look up. And this man is just crying. He's weeping. And he's like, I, I just feel so much love. And I said, that's the love of the Father, sir. I said, this is the real Jesus. And uh, we pray for his knees. All the popping in his knees leave. He was instantly healed. He gets up, he's walking around, he's so shocked. He's like, how is this possible? Pray for his back, God heal his back. And then I just looked at him and said, listen, I said, sir, this is the real Jesus. And I shared the gospel with him. And right there, he opened his heart to Jesus and he got born again. The spirit of God filled him powerfully and uh, his, his life was changed. His wife had been praying for him for years. And so I just want to share this quickly with you guys, uh, let you know what God has been doing. And this is what I believe he's going to do more of in the coming year. He's saving souls. He's healing people. He's restoring the church. And uh, I know he's going to be doing it in America and beyond. I'm planning to do um, a couple mission trips next year, probably come back to Malaysia and other things. And uh, I just know that God is, is moving. And I want to thank you guys for being part of the move of God in my life. And I hope to see you soon and visit you guys soon. Love you, Grace family. Amen. Good stuff, huh? 
Isn't it great to... It's a funny thing about parents versus siblings. Well, when you have brothers, there's this competition, you know. But when you're a father, there's no competition at all. In fact, you long to see your kids do more than you ever did. You long to see them just succeed in every way possible. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the last two missions organizations we partner with are the Christian Aid Center. Uh, we, we're all aware, I believe, of the things that they do and, and have been doing for our community for many years. Uh, we're happy to, to just continue to support their efforts with the homeless. And, and I, I would encourage you to check their website if you're curious as to the various things that they do. Now, the final missions organization that we have recently began to partner with is the Corey Ten Boom Foundation. We began to support our support here because we believe that God has called us to support what he's doing in Israel in a very real and, and practical way. The Corey Ten Boom Foundation has an exemplary reputation for efficacy. I almost said that word wrong. Efficacy. Almost went into tongues. And financial integrity. We also discovered that many other Christian leaders and organizations, people that we respect, support this ministry to those in Israel for the very same reasons, because of their financial integrity. The specific arm of the foundation we partnered with is the Jerusalem Prayer Team. Their website is excellent and shows all the ways, all the different things that they're doing to support Israel and sharing the gospel. And we're excited to come alongside of them. And so I just want to say thank you, everyone, for your faithful generosity. It enables us not, not to just function as a local church, but to partner together uh, with the Lord by investing in, in those that are sharing the gospel, both locally and in other countries. And see, every success and milestone that they achieve belongs to the Lord and to all of us because we're, part, we're partnering with them. Amen. So I'm going to invite my wife to come up. And she's going to do a song and dance. Leave the fob. I don't think I run around quite as much as he does. But I don't know. You tell me. I <laughs> yes. It's a good time for interpretive dance. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyhow, so thank you. I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged whenever I hear about the things that we as a, as a family, we get to partner with the kingdom around the world. What an honor. So I love that. What would you guys think about hearing about the missions that you guys are already involved with? Isn't that good? Does that encourage your heart? So it's always good to see, you know, and hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak, what's going on. And so here's something kind of funny that I have not had a chance to see Mitchell's um, video until just now. And so what's kind of funny is some of the things that he was already saying and what other people have said and there are in the notes that maybe you already received. It's just like, yes, confirmation. I like it. So this year, you know, here we are in 2023. Who'd have thunk it? It's so good. And so um, we've been in prayer and just really searching the heart of God and wanting to hear from him. 
And so as you came in, there was a paper up at the front door. I don't know if you guys got that or not. This is going to basically be what we're going to be talking about just quickly because I want to be sensitive. It's New Year's Day. Some of you are a little bit tired, maybe a little bit. But as we were praying, I guess I felt like the Lord gave me three words and some scriptures for this coming year. And uh, I've been spending some time in, you know, Revelation and, and throughout the Bible and just praying and saying, Lord, what do you have for grace in this coming year? We know that you have good things. And so three, three words came to mind first. And I felt like the Lord said, okay, I want you to look them up. I want you to write down what the definition is so that you're just really aware of what they mean. And so the three R's for Grace Church for 2023, renewal, revival, and renaissance and I thought renaissance I have not heard that one before the other two I'm familiar with so I I wrote them down so I'm gonna share with you the um, the definitions that I found and you'll you'll see a thread renewal an instance of resuming an activity or state after an interruption I thought oh well that's appropriate <laughs> some of the similar words uh, are resumption recommencement Continuation or reestablishment. Second word is revival. Definition is an improvement in the condition or strength of something. I thought that also makes sense. Similar improvement, rallying, picking up, betterment, turn for the better, advance, awakening, revitalization, and just a bunch. And the final word in there is renaissance. I go, oh, cool. So renaissance, a revival or a renewed interest in something. Revival, renewal, resurrection, reawakening, reappearance, resurgence, rejuvenation, regeneration, rebirth, and new birth. And I thought, wow, that is an appropriate word for this season that we're in. So I'm excited about that. And um, I don't know if we have some slides up there, guys. Oh, it's like maybe. So we can pop those up. Did they get, did they? Oh, the first one is Happy New Year. Did you, Happy New Year. It's like, yay, happy new year. Second slide we have is our mission statement. And so if you could put that up. So, and let's say this again because, you know, we're always going to carry our mission. Our mission's going to be the same. And our vision and, and our methods to get there may shift and adjust and update as we move forward. And I think that that's normal. That's healthy. So our mission statement, let's read it together. It says, releasing heaven's realities through Jesus Christ by loving God and loving people. That's what we're about. So for today, we talked about, so go ahead and go to the next slide. You know, I think that um, progress can be measurable. We can be led by the Lord, but we can also say, and Lord, what does that look like? How do we measure as we're moving forward? Are we meeting those, those needs? Holy Spirit that you put on our heart. And so that's why we, we can go to the next slide there. Thanks, guys. I'm going to keep you hopping just a little. And so these are the things that we talked about earlier, the three R's. And I think it's good to have something in your hand. So, and I would just ask you guys, as you um, take, especially this first week of the new year, if you could pray over some of the things that we're sharing today and just see what the Holy Spirit and see what the Lord puts on your heart about where you find yourself in those things. So I want to read what meeting the three R's is going to look like or what some of the things that, we believe that the Lord has called us to do in this brand new year. And we do everything as a family. So the first one is cultivating a stronger sense of community within grace and in our community. 
the way we want to do that is through doing more potlucks and gatherings, small groups, classes, additional prayer times, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But things where people can connect. You know, we're wired to be connected with each other and to also draw other people in. The second thing is to reactivate the ministries and the gifts of the Spirit, our original DNA. And so some of the things that Mitchell was talking about, it's just like they become the normal for our for being here, but we have enough new people and, and shifts in lives and, and all that that it's really important. I feel like God's called us to go back and dig those wells and come back. And part of what we're going to be offering in this next year is going to incorporate those things, like mini workshops and whatnot, but also creating opportunities for ministry. You know, it's interesting, things that are just the normal here. Anybody that needs healing or needs uh, wants prayer or an encouraging word or prophetic word it's become very normal here which is great it's normal christianity so we just want to expand on that and make sure that we're meeting all of those needs and that we're sharing the full gospel not only salvation but everything else that jesus paid for at the cross um, another thing important on our heart is to simplify that's another word that has come about for this coming year simplify Focus on things. Uh, simplify and increase opportunities to share the gospel. And the fourth one, it says, ensuring the miraculous works of Jesus, that they become the normal Christian life. You know, every day, normal Christian life is miraculous. And so I was telling uh, Dave yesterday, we came for prayer on last night, so we're going to start reactivating that. I'm going to go into that in a minute. But I felt like God showed me this picture. And I thought, oh, interesting. Have you seen, I've seen these videos where people have this, this, there's some prize or something in the middle of this huge ball of cotton candy. Have you seen these? It's kind of funny. If you haven't, yeah, you can hunt it up. This is what it looks like. So you have this big ball of cotton candy, and what they do is they get this thing, and then they touch it in the water, and all the cotton candy, all the sugar goes, whew, it's just gone, and then they have a prize. And I thought, as I was praying, I felt like the Lord said, it feels like, um, maybe there's been a season for some of us where there's been a lot of life things happen. I don't know about you. Does life happen to you too? Everybody? Yeah, you have that? Okay. If you're breathing, it does. And so the enemy has wanted to um, veil, our, uh, veil our vision, you know, and that can be demoralizing. And so I felt like God said, listen, this is going to be a season where there's going to be such a clear and concise discernment about things that are happening around us, to us, and in the environment. And so I just saw this picture of this big ball of cotton candy, and that we would take it, we'd just dip it into this water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and everything that the enemy has been trying to cloud our vision with, and it looks really substantial, but it's not. It touches that. The Holy Spirit touches it, and everything is just gone. And we are left with the prize, what the Lord has always intended to give us. And so... And that just makes it so much easier. It actually makes it a little bit fun, just so you know, because there's people that, and I see them doing this, and they think it's a hoot. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, why would we not think that's super fun? So any area of our life where we're feeling um, pressure or fog or whatnot, and there's been a lot of people that have had that, I would just encourage you, especially in this season, take that before the Lord so that everything drops. I promise it will. I promise it will. Because he says any situation that we invite him into, it changes. Okay. So three scriptures that the Lord put on our hearts to share. The first one. Thanks, guys, in the, in the booth. 
um, is going to be in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. So as we take a look at what he's calling us to do in 23 and how to sustain and move forward, the first one, the first verse says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We're familiar with that. And so as a church, our call is so we do it through missions, but we also want to do it here. The mission field is also at the end of our arm. You know, we are so blessed that we have so many places that we can do that. The next scripture is from Matthew 10, 8. And again, it becomes a part of our call. It says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. Matthew 10, 8, and looking for those opportunities for that to happen. The final scripture having to do with this word is from 1 Peter three fifteen. We also have that on the back of our business cards, our new business cards and some door hangers. I'm going to show you in a second. It says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. First Peter 3.15. And so those are the things that we feel like the Lord is saying for grace. It's just like inhale. It's like there's leaving 22. It felt like, okay, whew, we did that. We're done. Let's move into the next year. Last year was filled with so many blessings, so many amazing things. But there were parts that were pretty hard. Dave shared some of them earlier. And every family has gone through... Um, different trials because we live but God lives in us and so how many of you guys made it through the trials last year hey okay that was a trick question because I can totally see you okay (laughs) yeah just checking so anyhow but it's been it's been good but we're on the other side and we're I'm so excited about this year oh you guys and so part of when some of the things that we're doing because you can say okay what are some measurable things that we're getting to do And so what we're looking at, and in that paper, I have a list there of just some of the things. We have some new ideas for letting our community know about grace and inviting them in. One of them is these, have you ever wondered how to invite somebody or your neighbor to church? It's like, you know, talking to them first is usually the best plan. Okay, it's like not everybody feels that bold. So I was just praying, I thought, okay, well, what if we just had some door hangers? These are simple. And so there's a bunch of them out on there. And so I would just encourage people, take a few. And as you're strolling around, hang them on doors. You can know the people or not. You know, don't get bit by a dog, but, you know, trust the Lord. So there's some door hangers up there. On the back, it has our mission statement, so they know a little bit about us. It has a scripture. Um, And it looks like on this one, we promised them a free Bible. Okay. Well, that's good. We've got Bibles. I thought, okay, yes, that's awesome. (laughs) We'll get the Bible out one way or another. So if somebody comes, I just want coffee and a Bible. It's okay. You let me know. But there's also this QR code. And so that QR code, you can scan that. That takes you directly to our website. Speaking of our website, that's getting expanded um, a lot. So there's some of the things that we're wanting to do is just to be more present in our community. So it's going to look like advertising, handing out door uh, doorknob things, uh, doing more social media, and 
uh, improving the website or adding to the website and doing those things. But we also would love to get your input and get some other ideas of things that you think would be um, effective. New ways to bless our community through volunteerism. In addition to the Hands and Feet Ministry, we have a, a web page that's getting finished. But you know what? There's been an invitation to volunteer in our community and in our schools. The public schools have just recently opened up volunteerism. And I was talking to somebody the other day about that, and I thought, oh, what a great way to show up and be fully present. You know, so let's see some needs and, and touch some hearts and some lives and be there. So we've got volunteerism that's coming. New additional weekly prayer time, Saturday nights, coming this next Saturday night, starting going from 5 to 6.30 p.m. We're just going to meet in the sanctuary, and we're going to pray. We're going to spend time with the Lord. Uh, wanted to give an invitation to participate in a church-wide time of prayer and fasting. It's going to be a week. It's going to start on January 9th and go to the 15th. And during that time, during the day, of course, I'm going to be in the office, but the doors will be open to the sanctuary. If people want to come and pray, then please do. And so we just want to catch the Lord's heart as we kick off this year and move forward. We want to do it with his leading and, you know, it's also a great time if there's some areas that you're working through, that I'm working through. It's a great time to get alone with God and really purpose our heart towards him. It's powerful. Um, we're going to have some classes. How many of you guys remember the Rick Warren uh, Purpose Driven Life? Did you guys ever do that? Any of you guys ever do that? Oh, it's pretty good. It was solid. And so as I was praying, I just thought, Lord, we need something that is going to be a great um, new believers class. So they'll get the foundations of faith and all that, and so they can move forward. So one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to do some classes. And these are super fun. It's like, I like even the titles. What on earth am I here for? That's a great question. Most people ask that at every age. So we're going to have that as a class. We're also going to do love and logic classes, celebrate recovery, restart, when the odds get back. And we're going to have short mini workshops on all the gifts of the Spirit throughout the year. Because we want to equip the saints to do the joyous work of the ministry. When I say mini workshops, I mean like bring your coffee. You probably have a couple cups of coffee, and we're going to hit all of those things. We can do it on a Saturday or on a, a weeknight, whatever works better. But there will be mini workshops, but also create opportunities for prayer and equipping people so that when they go to work or they're in school, that they're going to be ready and trained to go ahead and minister and pray and, and be the body of Christ. And I think that's about it. That's all I have for now. But I would just encourage you after service, grab some of these. Just grab a few. Keep them in your car. Ta go home. Go for a stroll when it's nice weather and just hang them on some doors. If we all do that, and if we purpose in our hearts, say, okay, I want to invite at least one person or two people this year, you know, to come and meet the Lord, because that's what it's about. It's not just coming and doing activities together. That's important. But we're here so that people can meet Jesus. Okay, that's all I've got. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Amen. Let's stand together. I want to invite prayer teams to come and be available to pray with people today. If you've got a need, if, you've got a, if you need healing or if you need encouragement or you need to let go of something that's bothering you, whatever it is, you know, I want to give you an opportunity today to experience that. I'm going to release you with this benediction. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who was able 
to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, saints.